We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience presented by DraftKings 2021 Pebble Beach Pro-Am picks, previews, one and dones, the bets, we got it all here for you. Please, in the description, give me your winner and smash the like button. While you're at it, Listener's League link in the description of the video and podcast. They've made it bigger, so let's please fill it as quickly as possible to make it even bigger than it already is. 3,500 players this week, $15 to play, three max entry, no rake, making it the best tournament on DraftKings. And there's no more football anymore, so it's completely into golf season. I've been telling everyone, please go subscribe to Daily Fantasy Sports Picks and Bets, The Mix, which you can find almost everywhere. All the videos are up on Mayo Media Network. Give your head a shake if you haven't subscribed to Mayo Media Network on YouTube yet. We're almost at 20K subs. We want to get to 20K, hopefully by the end of the week. So if you haven't done it yet, please go do that. Even if you, As long as you have a Gmail address, we'll be good to go. So please just hit the subscribe button. We'll be good on that front. But there has been giveaways for... Fantasy, daily fantasy sports, picks and bets, the mix. If you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review along with your Twitter handle or email address. You're in a draw for 100 American dollars. This week's winner was Ronnie Keys at Ronnie Keys on Twitter. I sent you a DM. You have not responded to me, so please do that so I can give you the 100 American dollars. We'll be doing another giveaway for next week. So if you have not subscribed, rated, and reviewed to Daily Fantasy Sports. 
Picks and Bets, The Mix. Please go do that right now. I have a show that is up there as well. I'll be going through my one-and-done picks every single week. Well, I won't be giving away my picks, but I'll be breaking down the field. Very short form. This is all short form stuff. Plus, we have soccer debuting this week for both DraftKings and betting, plus NASCAR for betting and DraftKings as well. Esports, it's all the niche sports. It's up very quick. Should be around like 10 minutes per show. You want to get some action? This allows you to get some action from some of the best names around the betting and daily fantasy industry. Jeff Feinberg is in studio with me. We are winners. If, if anyone listened to the first uh, first look show I did for Pebble Beach, I was cursing out Brooks at the end of the show. I did it right before the leaders went off, and then by the time I finished recording, Brooks was one over through two. I was like, fucking Brooks. Well, Asshole. I had... Such a great Sunday. I mean, I lost on the Super Bowl. Wasn't too concerned about that. But I got in on Han early, and he made, like, the first two hours of golf incredibly fun. And then Brooks made the last two hours incredibly fun. All of the crappy Sundays I've had for, like, seven straight events, everything broke right with Brooks. I'm still at a loss for words because even when you made your tweet joke about, okay, like, Brooks... Eagle, birdie, birdie, eagle. Like Wait, I, I said, eagle, birdie, eagle. So the two par five eagles and then a birdie. But then he went birdie, birdie, birdie through them anyway, then made eagle. <laughs> Incredible. And I don't know. They left the tournament there for him. And he sniffed it. And he took it. And that's what we did. We just said, things don't feel right. We didn't care for Amax at 25 just because he was back. Didn't care for Tory in the 30s. Still felt too big of an ask, but at, in the 50s, flirting with 50 at, at, at that course that's rewarded past history, that is a history of, of making two-time champions, we were betting on the ceiling, Pat. And unless you're playing in each way, a miscut to follow his path would have been the same as third place. We bet on the ceiling, and he delivered. Gotta love Brooks. We got super lucky with the chip in. <laughs> You gotta, get, you gotta, you gotta get lucky. You gotta, you gotta get. Who wins out there without getting lucky? Well, Spieth tried to find the magic beans. He had the. He used up all the magic beans on Saturday. Saturday was so much fun with him. And I almost thought he was gonna hit the putt on twelve, like an insane like the, sixty the, footer that lipped out that would have catapulted. But, but all the putt luck he had on Saturday went against him on Sunday. People forget Xander. For as amazing as he is statistically across the board, he was had the almost up. equal putt luck um, to a certain degree. You just expect it from Xander, a fourth-ranked player in the world. I don't know. They left it for Brooks. And, and I like to make, like, jokes, but whatever. I've cashed enough Brooks tickets. Like, the, the respect is there's no holding back now. I mean, I'm not in. I don't think I have, outside of our Neemans and Woodlands, I don't have any major futures. I don't know if his numbers crashed or maybe, I assume it has. I didn't look. Even if it crashed, he's the type of guy that I feel like they never put it too high because with so much time between a start of the year and majors, like once he gets it right, he becomes that guy. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's just going to like have a run of great form or this was a blip or like, I don't know. I don't care. But they gave he's like a shark. And he sniffed that blood, and he took it. And we bet on the seedling because there's too many guys out here, and I'm a fan of a lot of them, that just limp-dick their way through a Sunday, hoping maybe they finish with a trophy. So before we get to that, because I think we need to talk about Xander for a second. If we want to give Tony Finau so much shit about not closing, 
Xander's getting. I know he has the four wins. I feel like he's still. I'm a while for a guy who's in contention every week. Okay, I am a huge. I am like a peak Finau fan, and it would be easy for me to say there are similarities, which they certainly are. They're still not in the same level because Xander has elite field wins. Like so, they're still separated, but the comparisons. Are, are at the moment are striking, and I know Finau has has gone soft on Sundays, but that performance by Xander might be worse than anything Finau's ever done on a Sunday. Finau like will play decent, he'll get beaten. There's never a time where like outside of Phoenix last year, where it literally got taken from him because Webb had a great effort and hit the putts. How often has Finau been the guy like that blew the lead? Or that blew it. And maybe Xander hasn't really either. He's always kind of lurking. No, he blew it yesterday. But he, yeah, all he had to do was shoot three under. He wins. He unequivocally blew it yesterday. And the holes that are striking to me, it was number one where he saved par. And the chipping. The chipping was horrendous. If he wasn't hitting the green. And he was like, I think I saw He this. made one great chip on one. But he was missing greens multiple times yesterday from like 105 out. In and, the middle of the fairway, too. It was kind of weird. Before we get in, dig two, I have three more things I need to hit here. Oh, sorry. I got, no, no, I got I, hot. It's, it's my fault. Oh. I, I, I do want to kind of hammer down on this a little bit. Fantasynational.com slash mayo. Get yourself the discount. That's what you're going to want to use to generate your lives. Make your bet. Check out the simulator. You know who, you know who the simulator liked last week? Brooks. There it is. Not, not surprising. Um, let's see. Custy Awards. Voting is still open. You can find the link in the description. Those are going to close soon. Uh, Cust did hit his preseason Super Bowl prediction of Tampa over Kansas City. So congratulations to Cust. Uh, but you can go relive. I mean, he's killed three people in the last year, too. He got Sean Connery, he got Christopher Plummer last week, and the inventor of Control X. Uh, so you can go relive all of that in and the He's Custy not world. done. Oh, no, he's not. Definitely not. But you can go vote <laughs> on that now if you haven't yet. We need as many votes as possible. Plus, if you're interested in free money on some of these sites... Can't get too much into it right now, but if you email the Pat Mayo Experience at gmail.com and put in free money into the title, uh, I might have uh, some stuff for you here if you want to test out a new site or something like that. All right? So just uh, remember to do that. The Pat Mayo Experience at gmail.com. Xander, do you think it's that no one cares about Xander? He kind of suffers from Justin Thomas syndrome, where Wait, it doesn't do matter what he does, just people don't care. Do people care about Fino? I do think people care about Fino. People I know. Have, I think it's people the People have an emotional, people love Fino. He has to be one of the most popular players on tour. 100%. Um, the problem with Xander, and it's kind of like Finau, but there's still been opportunities where you get a big Finau number. Xander, like I said, he is now in the range, Pat, where to he will have to be a first-time major winner, a first-time major winner who cashes his outright major ticket at like 16-1 to 1 or under. So Dustin. Dustin and Day in our time have been the only players who have been able to win first-time majors at that price. Maybe Spieth at the Masters? No, it wasn't like... Because he was second the year before, so he might have been around And it was 20. like 18, 20, but it's a big ask. And of all the guys alive right now in there, like, I don't think he's as good as John Rahm, but John Rahm is like 8-1. to one. So I don't think the books do either, and I don't. there's only one person having that debate, and I love him. And he's going to help me locate a package which I think someone stole. I don't know. I think I got ripped off on eBay. 
they should put eBay on the blockchain. That's what, I don't that's know. What it's just been way me. too long. I bought myself a birthday present, and it still hasn't arrived. Bought yourself a birthday present? Yeah. Okay. This is in December, Pat. Oh, no. I know USPS has had their issues, but now... And the seller is like, listen, I know anyone that's had a Biden these days. Maybe you've had to meet a bookie and you told them you had Corona. But the seller told me, like, as I've been trying to contact the guy, that he's been, like, down with Corona. For months? I don't know to believe. No, because he's very, like, communicative at first. I don't know. I'm upset about that. But whatever. Keep on keeping on. What were we even talking about? Yes, Paul? What'd you buy? Yeah, what, what kind of Herbert card did you buy? I was, uh, it was a silver prism. How much were those? A couple grand? Uh, no, not a couple grand, but literally it would cost me hundreds more to buy it than the price I paid and wanted at in the middle of December. It's okay. I have an autograph silver, so if I can't get the silver, I just hope eBay will take care of me if I want to file it down that road. But it's good to have friends in the postal system. Do you have friends in the postal system? Yeah, so do you if you want them. Are they our former co-workers? No. Because I, th- I think one of them is. Like the, when we used to work at Fantasy, when everyone got laid off, I think he went and worked for the post office. No, I'm talking about USPS. I don't know anyone in Canada oh. Post. Okay, either way. Sorry. I just don't feel like... Oh, we're talking about Xander and cashing tickets. It's so I, short I, now. But, it, but it, it's not so much about cashing tickets. It was a, what, 10, 11 to 1? Yeah, like, I, I don't know anyone who bet Xander. A lot of people did. Like, bet him 10 to 1 to win that event? And our feet and our feet and people I like and respect, and I felt like, damn, they're going to cash those tickets. Where was the moment? He hit the par putt. He hit, he almost re-putted on 12. He hits, like, the 12-foot putt, and you're like, okay, he's fine here. And then he couldn't chip on 13. It wasn't even his first bad chip. There was a, like, there was a couple leg putts. He left one putt like 15 feet short. He blew that one on 12 way by the hole, but made the comebacker. Uh, Han did that on, was it whatever the par three was. He made the big comebacker as well, like the eight foot par save. Poor guy, man. He couldn't have had a better front nine. Gets to the easier nine, just goes in the water everywhere. I'll be honest with you. I guarantee you he's having a way harder time than Tony Fee now. Who? Xander. I thought you were going to say Han. I can't speak to I, that. I, I think Han, like, walked on. Like, he made birdie on 10. I think he walked onto the 11th tee and looked at the scoreboard. He's like, I'm up by three? <laughs> What's going on here? But Yeah, but 11 was the hardest hole of the day, and making a bogey there wasn't the it end was of the world. Yeah. It was putting it in the water. It was just a total collapse, and then, like, watering, doing nothing on the par fives. Well, well, he made bogey on both the par fives. That's done. Bye. Well, just make birdie, and you're tied with Brooks. <laughs> um... This is where I might just take what we see in the little windows we hear and the anecdotal quotes um, or and what we I make up in terms of what we know about these people. So let me say that as a disclaimer. Tony Finau is a man rooted in deep faith. Um, he has Philip Rivers type children numbers <laughs> for his age. And. I really think he's genuinely incredibly positive and like is able to shake off what happens easier. I'm not Xander Shoffley, on the other hand, 
is a player who at the beginning of Corona made a comment that got him a lot of negative press in saying, he, like, he doesn't know what to do with himself when the tour stopped. He only identifies himself as a professional golfer. Like, literally, golfing and golf tournaments are his life. And of his age, with, I don't know if he has a girlfriend or fiance, I don't think so, but we know he doesn't have kids, or that we know about. Um, I And the way he speaks and the way the commentators speak about their conversations with Xander... I truly believe his funk at the moment is weighing on him significantly harder than Finau's is. He had that is just my opinion. I don't know these guys. And I love the Aztec, San Diego kid. He had a quote after the tournament just talking about closing and having that killer instinct that Brooks has. Like, we're working on it. You Wait, can't he, know, he knows that. How do you make you can't make up what Patrick Reed has, what Brooks has? You can't just make that in you can't just make it up i think that it can be developed over time like look at someone why is it that paul casey can win so often on the european tour against good fields <clears throat> but when you get him over here he can only win at valspar isn't that weird i don't know like it i just what xander's looking for Zand, again to and to me it's the exact same pat the fact that xander hasn't closed one of these like nine second places that, to me, is strictly bad luck. The fact that he doesn't have two or three wins in that span is, his is because he's not Patrick Reed or Brooks Kepka, And that's the exact thing I say about Tony Finau. Ha not having one win in this time frame, I chalk that up as bad luck. Golf is hard. Winning is harder. Not having multiple wins is, is not having, like, a clutch element. One win, bad luck. Lack of multiples, there is an element of not having something. But Rory's in that mix right now, too. He hasn't, like, won in two years. And he's always in it. Yeah, a long time. He's now become and Rory Coocher, backdoor in top ten. And any time, like, oh, my God, it's kind of forgotten now. But Rory railroading, like, golf media last week. Was pretty good. Was amazing. And even, like, we're having a fun conversation about it. Me and you enjoy it. And then Tim's like, well, why doesn't anyone ask him why he hasn't won a major in was like Six seven years. I'm like, Tim, shut up, man. <laughs> but no, but like people, uh, I guess you could say to your point, there are very few people. I don't know that Tim counts uh, like that do want to hold Rory to account. But I don't know. It's different because it's like I there's, there's hey, too he, many hey, trophies. Hey, he has four majors. Yeah, and he was player of the year last year. Two, years, two ago. years ago, yeah, he was number one in the world for I'm two not, years over I'm that not, stretch. I am not there, but the Rory, the di the thing that is similar with I think Rory and Xander right now. Well, someone showed me the Rory approach numbers. Bad, because it used to be yeah, yeah Rory. It, it, it's, might, it's not approach; it's wedges. Yes, but it used to be with like Rory, like okay, he'll miss a couple six footers, but like there's ten of them in the round, so you make it up for it and fold. The wedges are so off. The abundance of good birdie looks are are vanished yeah they're all 25 footers and you're not gonna make a high percentage and of it used to be okay maybe we'll get lucky and hit one or two 20s and we'll hit enough of the six footers and we're gonna be in it i don't know i thought it was um a fun week and i see this field and it's boring we haven't even spoken about yeah, yeah we, don't, we, we probably won't spend too much time talking about pebble because this is a disastrous field i think it's the weakest field of pebble beach in like 16 years and this field sucks every year anyway like it's one of the weaker fields of like the quote-unquote bigger tournaments and it, this is by far the worst field of the year so far. Like, this is basically the Sanderson Farms with Dustin Johnson. 
and I just want to say, oh, we got we got we got, we got to do speed. Yeah. Like I, Sunday was awesome. I th- it was an amazing round. Like if you tuned in at three and golf had just started, you didn't even tune into Golf Channel from like the coverage wasn't great. But you know, first run for NBC this season, so we'll see how that goes. It was awesome to have fans there. That actually made it. Yeah. I didn't realize I missed them, but with Spieth on uh, Spieth on Saturday, apparently someone was getting a rep. There was a whole yeah. Okay, so I, I got I got the uh, the info from inside the course. So yeah. on seventeen, uh, a guy was getting kicked out. Yeah, um, and then he jumped in the lake on seventeen. That's who Spieth <laughs> pointed at. And then Spieth <laughs> hits a bomb. Yeah, what a scene! I love. How much better is it when Spieth is good for golf? Yeah. It's it's fantastic. Amazing. And people like want me to like cash like are looking to like receipts because Spieth is playing well. I don't like the talk of he has like he's in contention. And it's like he's back. It's like, no, he's not back. This is very positive signs. But like Spieth is back. Let's bet him 20 to 1 to win the his, Masters now. Like, let's pump the brakes a little bit. His here. resume doesn't allow him to be back until he wins. I agree. It does. Unfortunately, at this point, he's a victim of his resume. Him being back, if like Hunter Mahan did what Speed did, yeah. then we, we, Hunter Mahan's back. This is great. Hunter Mahan's like golfing again. Isn't that fun? Does that, we're playing by different rules here, Jordan? And I'm not blaming Jordan. I'm talking to, to, to people. It's it's the same thing. Brooks suffers from the same thing. Like if Brooks comes back, like he had two top tens to like basically close the year in 2019. They're like, he had the shitty. He's on the shittiest run of his career. So and it's good. And and as I've said many times, like I feel like in terms of my take in Jordan, I was proven right tenfold, and it got so bad where I am now rooting for him. And you're 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 across the pond. Listen, like, did I like really want him to win? Probably not. Cause I don't want to have to like answer annoying tweets, but I'm like happy for him. And it's nice to see. And just by him being in it, it's the same effect. Like the read effect. Like, no, it was fun. The discourse was great. Like, let's go. He's bringing eyeballs. Jordan's back. And, and it was almost funny to think Reed wins in controversial fashion. And I was just trying to think of like, which, which, like, face good guy wrestler, like, is now Jordan showing up to, like, save the day, the shining light, the golden child is here after the bad guy cheats and wins. Like, be great. We called him Marty Jannetty last week. He did. Well, he didn't He didn't win. I mean, they tried to give Marty Jannetty an intercontinental title push, but he just couldn't get over the hump. He's now HBK, a.k.a. Patrick Reed. He got stuck into fighting, like, uh, Ludwig Borga. <laughs> the berserker. Um... Yeah, but great to see. Hopefully he makes gains. I'm not bending him this week, but if people want to, I, I wouldn't go, go for it. This is a comfort course for him. So, sure, why not? I think a couple years ago, we had him. We bet him here, and he, he had was, a Saturday lead, maybe. That was, that was, was the Phil. That was the year I hit, I hit Phil, yeah. Where Casey wanted to fin- didn't want to finish for the pro am, and, yeah, and Phil wanted to yeah, uh, get out on Phil the- wanted to get his, he didn't want to pay the pilot overnight yeah. on his private plane. Yeah, those pilot. Yeah, you. Paid but, he, for- but he came back out. But the the big thing with that event was Phil missed the cut in Phoenix that year. But he had like a really shitty first round and was awesome in the second round. He's like, oh yeah, let's jump on Phil. I think he was paying like thirty to one that year. So he, I had him and Spieth were the two bets, and Spieth like blew up on Saturday. Uh, after being the 36-hole leader. But they, when we talk about Pebble, it's a bit different this time around. But it's, I think the reason, like, A, Spieth has the name brand. He's a three-time major winner, former number one player in the world. He has this built-in fan base. But I think that there's something to Spieth and Reed at the same time. 
Is that Amazing. is that the way that they do it is just so much different than all of the best players that it's fun to watch them try to do it. Like there's something too. Spieth missing every single fairway and then hitting like a wood out of the sand and then making 60 foot putts. Like that is his game. It's literally <laughs> insane that like 20 feet you're like, oh my God, he's going to drop it. And five feet you're like, it's the twilight zone. Like that's crazy. That's like moving a kicker saying, don't hit the extra points. Go back to 50. <laughs> Same, worth the same. Like, yeah, he's great. And and you know what? In, in like maybe, I guess credit to him because he is finding a fix and he didn't make the changes that not only I, but a lot of people thought he should make. And not even so much Greller, but the coach maybe, McCormick. And even getting Greller out of there wasn't like Greller's a bad caddy. Just like, I don't know, man, you got to change it up. Like, anything like just give yourself a different vibe on the course so if they can work through it those two as a team wouldn't that be great to see like i am i'm partially cheerleading for it the, like the, i don't hey i i and i was never like a big misconception there was not one time even through like the lowest lows would i ever want to take anyone's action on like uh spieth will never do it again anytime wins for a year or any time like do i think he's gonna win a major that'd be hard but do i think he can like win once a year fuck of course he can we see the 60th best player win on tour like every three weeks brian gay won this season he's like 50 yeah. years old He's not good. Well, that's another part to it. And I said it on my Friday Jeff Feinberg show on FTN Daily, Pat, where I was like, when guys like Gay win, when guys like Sink win, when guys like Stricker have the week they had this week, anyone in a funk to me, that gives, like, confidence to. That's like, okay, I just got to keep kicking this ball down the road. How fun was it to see Tim enter, slide into our DM, Stricker can't lose. <laughs> Like Thursday. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's great to see Stricker out there playing late. Captain Stricker, wife on the bag. Hey, he played with Brooks, too. So he got firsthand. Now, Brooks is, like, healthy. He's on the team. You know, Reed's not on the team right now. I went and looked at the standings today. He's in seventh, and it's the top six that are autos. He'll win again. He's got a, he's got a bit more work to do. He'll win again. He's going to volume play. Can, can you keep it? The answer is yes, you can keep him off the team if he doesn't qualify. Do you think they would keep him off the team if he doesn't qualify automatically? Very possible. I don't see... Is it? But it depends how much the hate is, because like Tiger could be like, I want him, and then he's there. Yeah. And by all accounts, Reed and Tiger have a good relationship. Yeah, and I was... Listen, Tiger was a captain, and he wanted to piggyback off the skill of JT, maybe. Not that he needs to piggyback off anybody. They were a good team, though. But I was surprised in Australia... That that because Reed was going in with full controversy out of the sand stuff at uh, wherever we were the hero like the ultimate hit and giggle he was. I thought Tiger was just going to be like I'll pair with him because like someone needs to eat that and Reed and Webb went out there and were horrible. That's not a good pairing. I hope I want Reed to make it on points because if he's put himself he's subjected himself to possibly being there. But it's like, I don't know who criticized him, Xander? What does Xander's opinion count? Like, is he buddies with DJ? And he's probably fine. Like, yeah. his buddies with Tiger? Or Brooks. <laughs> he's fine. Like, you know? And what, they're going to not take him and take Spieth? 
That's not who hasn't like won in in whatever. Like they're not going to take speed, break. but it would be. But it could come down to like Reed or Finau kind of thing. And you would want. I mean, if it was Finau's me, been a great. I would right? rather. I'd rather have Finau well, at, at that course. At Whistling Straits. Than I, I mean, I would almost rather have Bubba at Whistling Straits. I really hope he he's going to volume play. Yeah, he's going to Sung Jay Emmett, who's not playing this week for the first time this year. And he loses his get chance to defend because he won in Mexico and now we're somewhere else. We're in of Florida. Yeah. It's called the concessions or something. But the most encouraging thing with Spieth I saw, obviously the minus 10 round is, but he had all... Stacking three rounds? All No, not even that. The Sunday round in particular you can point to because you remember the bombs that he made. But he led the field tee to green. Like his ball straight, his driving wasn't good. The irons were. That's been the biggest but thing. But not on Sunday. Not on Sunday, no, but on Saturday. Just to see him be able to lead the field in ball striking, even for a round, is like, okay, yeah. that's encouraging news. Because you lead the st- ball striking, that means there's a lot of good looks, and you know he's going to make Makes his them. outside look. So you make the good, you make the league median number of 10 footers, of the 10 footers, but you do the speed median number of 25 and above. Then you got a minus 10 on your hands. It wasn't surprising to see him wilt a little bit on Sunday. It was far more surprising that Xander wilted, but we saw Xander wilted, Scheffler wilted, Zalatoris wilted, and then Brooks is just boop. It felt like Han playing well kind of, I feel like it almost rattled those guys. And here's this guy who's making all these birdies who is not that good, and they're seeing his name just come up, like here's the chaser, that they kind of felt complacent about it, where if it was Brooks making the run, I feel like the urgency would have been on a little bit more, but they probably thought that Han was coming back. And if KH Lee could have made yeah. a putt on the front nine, he wins by five strokes. I actually had him at 100 to 1, which I, I gave live I, on, on the show, I grabbed on my a, show on Sunday. I grabbed him at 80 uh, <laughs> when Louie put it in the water and he chipped in on the par three. I was like, he's two shots yeah. back and he's 80 to 1. Okay, you're mentioning the, the other, the leading group, seeing Han on the leaderboard. I'll tell you who that won the tournament for. It won the tournament for Brooks, who was playing with Han. And Han got to that lead, and then there was that swing. Brooks hits an eagle, and Han bogeys 13, and all of a sudden, the fucking flip switch. No, it, it, was, it, he, was, a, it was a birdie. It wasn't an eagle. Oh, he Bro- just missed the eagle yeah, putt. Brooks birdie number three. Sorry, my point being is he saw, like, oh, that's who I'm chasing, and now I'm staring at him. <laughs> and for a moment in time, Brooks got to get super hot, not worrying about, like, literally probably focused on, I take this guy, I have, like, an 80% chance of winning this thing. Let me worry about hunting that guy. Like, it, it created a mindset of, um... Here's who I... I need to beat this guy. And I'm staring I'm at him. And I'm staring at him. And he keeps going in the water for <laughs> no apparent reason. So, but Brooks is driving on, like, the final five. That drive insane. on 18 was fucking nails, man. It reminded insane. me of the DJ Drive 18 at Travelers. Where it's just like, now let's end this right now. And didn't Brooks's putting save him on day one? Uh, he gained over a stroke on approach every round in this tournament. He did putt really well day one, and the driving wasn't quite there. But it was his approach game all week that just yeah. really stood out. Okay, uh, before we get off this tournament, did Scotty Scheffler have total birdies, champ? Because he had to have led this thing in total birdies. Um, I can Because he made the JT-type big numbers early in this event. Also, and he kept firing. Let's he see. kept well, firing. Let's see. Birdies gained on the field. Checking out fantasynational.com. Slash Mayo for the discount. Carlos Ortiz, your winner in birdies gained. Xander, then Xander, Scheffler, and Poston were second. So by Carlos Ortiz, I have written new tax bracket. 
All right, the guy. This guy is killing it. I didn't bet him, or I don't really do the placings, but we spoke about like how you not take that number they had on him out there last week. I didn't. With, I didn't either with the <laughs> way he uh, was playing. So if people did do placings, yeah, it's funny because that, the past three weeks, Sony Farmers and Wampo, and even his win in Houston, six point one strokes gained in Houston putting, five point one at Sony, seven point five last week. His like around the green game in putting has been speed like. And his ball striking has been absolutely shit. It's really weird how he's kind of stringing this together. He feels like a house of cards, but he's one of those guys that's good at everything on a really random week. Like some weeks, he's a really good driver of the ball. Other weeks, his irons are fire. But that just sounds like golf. It is, but like (laughs) he doesn't have the like consistency as we want from some people. But he's good enough in all four facets. He's an excellent POA putter too. So. Yeah, he's he's not playing this week, right? No. No, he's not. Taking the week off. Carlos has earned it. Remember how big a fan I was of Carlos Ortiz coming off the Corn Ferry tour? Mm. It's like he had three wins on the Corn Ferry. He was basically like Hunter Mayhem. Yeah, you were betting him like he was like five hundred to one at a lot of your end of your sheets. Yeah, just like Lonto for all those years. And they finally broke through, so I'm happy to see it, although I've like won zero cents off them. Anything else from waste management? No, I guess in closing, me and you have a bet. As to who wins first, Finau or Spieth? Would we have pushed yesterday if Finau won in Europe and Spieth won waste management? Because I, I don't think we. I, I don't I, think we, we, we don't have clear. rules. I don't think that Euro Tour stuff should count. But if they had both won, <laughs> I would have called it a wash. <laughs> I had a double. Did I, did I? Yeah, that Rose, right? I had Rose and Finau <laughs> on the double with Brooks. They both fucking came in second. Rose. They would have. It nice would have paid like twenty k. <laughs> would have been great. But the Brooks money is fine. And I got a piece of Lashley, first round leader. Uh, he was third, I think, and he so it paid 50 to 1. It was nice. I gotta love those first round each ways. Those are the move. Sam Burns seems like a first round leader guy because he, he doesn't know how to make weekend. Uh, he doesn't know how to. He's a guy, a victim of can't string it together for four rounds. Hopefully, he's learning from these late Sunday tea times. He's getting there. I have a guy this week that I'm very curious to talk about once we get down the list, but let's jump into it. Pebble Beach. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Like, for example, me being stuck with two little kids and my wife in a very small condo for the past 10 months starts to wear on you over time. But BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. This is not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is a professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which not may be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and you can log into your account anytime and send messages to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit through an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read some of the testimonials that are posted daily, like this one about Brandon Wolfenden, CMHC. He's a very kind man. He isn't pushy and doesn't probe for answers. He is gentle and sweet. This is what Catherine Boulay has to say about her. Great service. Things keep getting better with Catherine. Look forward to 2021. 
Visit BetterHelp.com slash Mayo. That's BetterHelp and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. The special offer for Pat Mayo Experience listeners, get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Mayo. The Pro-Am, still called the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, but there is no AMs this year, which might actually make this tournament watchable. So the rules have changed. Monterey Peninsula is out of the rotation. It is just Pebble Beach and Spyglass Hill. The players will rotate between the two the first two days with both of the weekend rounds at Pebble Beach. Do you know why this is great news, Jeff? No Larry the Cable Guy? Well, no Larry the Cable Guy. So for TV viewing purposes, this is the single worst event of the year because you get to watch some guy I've never heard of play guitar next to Jim Nance on Saturday instead of watching golf It's shots. a tilting event that you almost like don't watch. The, because of the because they play in twosomes with their partners, so groups of yeah. four, the rounds last like seven hours. Like It's a horrible event. And there's no cameras at Spyglass or Monterey, or at least limit, they fall around Phil, basically, <laughs> if Phil is playing the course that day. So you lose 66% of the field that you can ever watch anyway. There's no shot tracker for them. Now we get shot tracker for all three rounds. The courses have been extended. So shout out Pari for this one at Hit the Hydra. I was wrong when I did the yardage uh, for these events. Uh, so I have like 68.16 for Pebble Beach. It's actually 7,000. 50 and ditto for spyglass they've increased it by around 100 yards i assume that has to do with they don't have to put in like stands around pebble beach and without amateurs around they can actually make it a little bit harder i'm guessing so it's not a significant difference it's just slightly longer than we're used to both par 72s uh both can play really easy both can play really hard it depends on the weather that day uh you can go out and shoot 63 at pebble beach you can go and shoot 77 at pebble beach you just Hopefully, you can get it going. They're both, like I said, short courses. So, second shot course, uh, shorter irons. Can you put on fast POA? Because that's what these are. And then we're good to go. But this field, as we talked about kind of off the hop, the worst I've seen in a non-swing season event. Like, the Travelers gets better fields than this. The John Deere Classic gets... They're lucky that Dustin plays this event every single year. Dustin is the favorite. Let's talk, DJ. He's 4-1 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. He's... Three plus 350 at other places. He is the favorite at this tournament every year at not necessarily four to one, but like six to one, one. six and a half to one. I had the big ticket where TPJ beat him. Yeah, on I had Sunday. TPJ. That was, that was one of my worst like golf beats ever. It's a still hard to, the concept of TPJ out dueling DJ is still Hainzer beat DJ, man, my boy. I don't get it. This is the lowest number we've ever seen. It is. We've this, never done a show with this number no, it's, on anybody. I, I'm not going to say that Dustin's not going to win this week, but this is a horrendous bet if you make it. Even if he wins, it's a horrendous bet. There's 156 players in this field. He's 4-1 yeah. to one to win against 156 players in an event where he's the fucking favorite every single year and hasn't won since 2010? And how much? And he's mu- played it every year? And not to say anything, but like... He just got a payday. He's not, yeah, he just he, got he paid. He won an sh- event and an appearance fee. Thank you for saying it. And with unfortunately, with the no pro-am, this could hurt him because I think with, with, with Wayne by his side, father-in-law, they would play this together. That would be like, we got to win this. Because I've always joked that Wayne, in his s- s- accomplished life, 
probably has one athletic accomplishment he would like to achieve left, and that is probably winning the this pro am with his son in law, who would require Dustin to play very well, and I'm sure Dustin would like to deliver on that. What about that um, time that they could have won against Ted Potter, but Wayne was too hung to play? <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you can't. You is it, can't. Who is this. who is betting this at four to one? Honestly, I, I just I don't understand it. And again, this isn't to say that he isn't the overwhelming favorite. He is. But four to one on, like, this isn't prime Tiger we're talking about here. The guy hasn't even finished inside the top 20 the past two years of this event. Like I said, he hasn't won since 2010. And he won back-to-back, 2009, 2010, and hasn't won in a decade. And he's been the favorite of this tournament, I think, every single year since. Maybe, like, is... I mean, they're not even paying him to show up. Yeah. (laughs) Are are we factoring? Maybe that'll... It's funny, you think that the incentive, although he's come first, second, and first in Saudi in his three appearances. But do you think the lack of the faster rounds, taking out Monterey, no pro-ams, like no ams to be, you know, just weighing you down the entire time as you go look for the ball, do you think that has a profound effect on any of these guys? Because, like, like, remember Casey said that, like, once he started playing with that guy that he always plays with, did really well. It's like Shreelman with Fitzgerald. They've won twice together. Like, there is a comfort level when you have an am that you're good with versus you being thrown together with someone, and then the entire field is dealing with that. Now no one has to deal with it, so maybe all bets are off. This literally feels like the Amex, Pat. It's worse than the Amex. No, but I mean, like, where one of these guys at a good number just, like, catch fire because this whole place plays like, like... All these guys can take these courses apart. Maybe they did make it harder because at least the Amex had a... Were there a pro-am? No. No, they lost their pro-am, too. That's why we only got two courses. But Monterey being out of the mix. Like, if you go back and look at the past five years, Phil won and Spieth won. I think Phil was 30, Spieth was, like, 15 at the time. Then your three other winners are all triple digits. You have Von Taylor, who outran Phil when Phil missed that, like, two-foot putt on the 72nd hole. Nick Taylor won last year. He played with Day and Phil in that final group and beat the shit out of them, which was shocking to me so he won at 150 to one and then tpj won at like 300 to one and i would say that the reasoning behind it is shorter courses allow for more of the field to be in contention because you don't need to hit the, the, the course with the shortest drives on tour like there are forced layups because of cliffs mm-hmm. so you can't just bomb and gouge this place to death you need to be able to you know stick your irons from 100 to 150 and make all your putts yeah. and you know, look, brian stewart can do that it's not like they're playing Tory Pines where Brian Stewart's not going to be able to do that. So it opens up the field longer. That's why I don't like the four to one number like this. If this was a four to one number with this field at Glen Abbey, that's a different story. This course just allows so many more people into yeah. it. It's true. The course is so easy. It's not even like a hard course and his like best asset is arguably taken away. Yeah. Although I was watching some of the Euro feed and they, and maybe it's true. They, uh, it's crazy how where Dustin is now, Pat, when you're watching a golf broadcast and him and his brother Austin are referred to as arguably the best green reading duo on tour. It's funny because the guy couldn't make a putt at Saudi and still won. He lost like two strokes putting. He just demolished everyone. Tee to green. He's the best. He's very good. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Where do we start? This is... I was blown away... At how bad the field was. And they're lucky Spieth's got like a kick step Guts. at the moment. Well, too. if, if Spieth doesn't do well last week, what are his odds this week? 75? No. He's 20 a, to 1 now. 
It's a comfort course. So, yeah, maybe right where Fowler is, probably. All right, so you have... We're with Phil, maybe. DK Sportsbook has some of the best odds on these guys I've seen. So the next range will go from like 10 to 30. Cantlay is 10 to 1. Berger and Casey are 20. Zalatoris is 28. Spieth is 30. Molinari is 33. Jason Day and Siwoo Kim, both 35 to 1. That has changed since we began the show. Siwoo is still 35, but Jason Day is now 25 to 1. Sorry, 30 to 1 to win this event. I bet him at 35 to 1 this morning. He opened on DraftKings Sportsbook this morning at 50 to 1. That lasted about 10 minutes because everyone hammered it. They hammered it down to 35. It's now down to 30. He will be 20 to 1 by the time this tournament starts. He is the most popular bet of the week. I have made the bet. He has a top five finish, five out of the last six years. And here's the thing Days Irons in Phoenix. Good. Lost five strokes putting in two rounds. That's back-to-back events. Torrey Pines and Phoenix, where he is now in three weighted rounds between those tournaments. He's lost six and a half strokes putting in three rounds. Jason Day. Now, I know he's going through the putter change and everything, but he's lost strokes putting once in the past five years at Pebble with this setup, uh, not the U.S. Open setup. And he comes inside the top five every single year. You get a chance to bet him at 35 to 1 or even 30 to 1 still. I like it. Let's let's go. It's the same logic that we used with Brooks last week. This is Jason Day. Okay. We're betting on him to win. We know he can win. And listen, I, I think Cantley probably has just as much of a chance to win as Dustin does. But Day is not far behind those guys, I don't think, if they play to their premier levels at an easier course like this. Like, I don't know. Cantley doesn't have four times better of a chance of winning than Day does. I saw the board, and I said, oh, looks like we're betting on Jason Day ceiling this week. And I got a 30, and I didn't even know you guys had already betting down. And I was pretty happy about it. Uh, we're betting on the ceiling, just like we did with Brooks. It's just like I did with... And it was the same thing I look, did, look, honestly, the week before at Tory with Adam Scott, who brought a live ticket to Sunday. He didn't win, but I said, no, Adam Scott 50, we're going to take that ceiling. And we took the ceiling with Brooks. And yes, this is 30, but Raman, JT, and Rory aren't here. And Xander. And Xander. So 30 literally feels, in comparison to the 50, this actually feels a lot better in many ways. Because you're like, no, he's got to beat two guys. Three Um, guys. I like Berger a lot, too, to be perfectly honest. But you get my drift. We're playing the ceiling here. And unlike Brooks, there's actually form statistically on important stat metrics. Brooks... Coming into last week, we were really just banking on a ceiling. Like, yeah, it, really. It, it's no different than betting Patrick Reed. You're like, oh, just hope this is the week he decides to show up and play well. Because if he does, he'll win. Brooks is the same way. With Day, I think his odds are hurt by how bad his putter has been. Just because it's like miscut, miscut. The same thing with Brooks. You go miscut, miscut, miscut. And you look at Brooks like, oh, Brooks can't win anymore. He's no good. And then, you know, he's still Brooks. He's, he's I don't fine. Know. With a guy like Jason Day and his pedigree and to our, dare I say, his ceiling, especially as a printer tanks to on the greens, to me, it's like the corniest, smallest little thing that like fixes that guy. That can just happen even when you're not even like practicing serious. Like you've had a hard practice and now you're like kind of just joking around at the end. And like the smallest little click in like something, and it's all back. Like that's to me where these guys are at this level. And, and the th- fixes aren't far. And even as I said with Speed, sorry to cut you off, Pat, through the lowest struggles, the great sign with Jordan is 
you could struggle. Like, it's a lot scarier when you're struggling, but you're not making birdies. Like, if you make triples and give away your birdies, that sucks. But to me, that's, like, fixable. It's one thing if you're making those numbers, but you're not making the scoring. Because to me, the ability to fix, well, the, um, how do you say it? How you say? Well, the, uh, like, the levels between these guys, like, it's so narrow. The margins are so thin. I do believe for the super elite guys, um, the fixes are all like just a nose hair away. Really, I believe that. I'm dumb enough to. I'm with you. Doesn't mean he's going to do it, but not this week. But, but he might. He, I hope so. You know what I mean? So I'm in on him. I'm in on Molinari too. It, you know how you do your video for odds checker? Yeah. Uh, you can go and search any site you want, Odds Checker. The best number you're going to find right now on Molinari is this 33 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. I haven't seen a better number anywhere. I bet him at 28. You, uh, yeah, you've been, he, he, he's he, been playing great in California. Back to back top 10s coming in. This is a perfect course for him. If he can continue putting the way that, like, not, it's not even that he's putting well. It's just he's not like old school Molinari, like, oh, I'm going to lose seven strokes putting today. No. His wedges are good, the driving is accurate, the around the green is good, and he's making putts. Why isn't this a perfect course for him? It's not like he hits the ball 400 yards off the tee. And any, I mean, just to quickly jump, thoughts on any of those guys? Casey, Zalatoris, uh, uh, Casey is Tim's one-and-done pick. Good to know. So, pass. I mean, Listen, de- all these guys can definitely win. I like the Cantley-Burger range, but... I don't want to make too many bets here, and I'm. But if you're like torn on Cantley Burger, wouldn't that be a hard lean to Burger for double the number? Then I think so. Yeah, this seems like it should be a really good course for Cantley overall. In general, yeah, California has had some nice results for him. He's probably going to be. But you know me, I, I rarely bet Cantley anyway. In laying a ten to one, not really my bag. It's funny, though, because everyone's going to be at Riviera next week, and let's say Cantley just plays very well this week, doesn't win. He's going to be... 20 to 1, 16 to 1. Right there, yeah, probably he, he deserve, closer to 16. He deserves to be. Like, the sneaky thing about Cantley, when you look at him, like, Xander gets all this pub, because, you know, he's number four in the world. He's an excellent player. Cantley keeps winning. Well, that's sometimes when these big boys get together, and it's like, listen, like, Xander, I like Xander, but, like, Cantley at, like, 30 always made more sense than um, Xander at that number. I will say, I think it's probable, Pat, highly probable, when we're sitting here in a week doing a show for Riviera, we laugh that this 10-to-1 compared... Seeing what his number is versus the field at Riv next week, this 10-to-1 is going to feel like value. I don't disagree that 10-to-1 isn't the right number. It's just I don't want to bet 10-to-1. 100% <laughs> agree with that. I'm just saying when we look back, like remember we got like Cantley 16 to 1 versus everyone at Rev versus 10 to 1 versus no one here. It's going to feel like value in a week. I don't think I'm going to be able to pull the trigger. Do you I'd th- rather bet Burger if I played that. Yeah, but I'd rather bet Day and Molinari. You can bet Day and Molinari for the price of three Cantleys, basically. If Cantley is 10 to 1 and both those guys like average out to be 30. Uh, and you can get better numbers, like Day is 30 and Molinari is 33. So you know, I'd rather take the shot on those two guys. Casey is super interesting. We've seen him play well here, but maybe that's because of the the partner type. Uh, also, that year that he played with Phil, him, Streelman, and Phil all started like in the same rotation of courses. Uh, and I think that just ended up being the easier draw that year. Siwoo was inside the top five that year, too. Do we just keep rolling Siwoo? Why not? He's playing really well. 
Like even last week, he was. Do you see his walk off putt? That was pretty boss. It was awesome. I love Siwoo. The numbers getting down there though. And when you look at the winners of this event, it's basically thirty to one and below, like fifteen to thirty to one, or a hundred and fifty and up. Like the mid range doesn't really do anything at this tournament historically, which I always found kind of funny. I guess, but the pricing on it this year and the field, uh, to me, that range is probably quite live. You would think so, right? I don't know if I'm going to pull the trigger on Siwoo, though. But it's funny, seeing the uh, the odds board I'm looking at, he's in a, um, like, they've clearly decided he deserves to be in that tier. Like, shorter than the next. Because I don't see any, like, it's almost like, at least on DraftKings, they're missing, like, there's no one in the 40s. No, not a single player. And then boom, it gets to 100 super quick. You want to jump to that range? Yeah, uh, someone asked me or made the comment on Twitter, is this the shortest price for a sponsor's exemption ever? For Zalatoris? Yeah. Probably. Uh, yeah, I would have to think so. Unless, like, some Euro got invited over to do something. Like a high-end mm-hmm. Euro that somehow wasn't qualified. I like Zalatoris. I'm not going to fucking bet him at 28 to 1. Are you? No, but I think it's a perfect fit because the iron stats through the season are absolutely unconscious, and this is where you're going to be in play a hell of a lot. He's almost 10K on DraftKings this week. Pat, look at his irons. His irons have been great. Like 4.6, 2.3, Is there a case to made after JT's arguably like the best iron player in the world? Man, you, you call him Morikawa goes overseas and you forget about the guy. No, I, I, statistically... At the moment in time, it's unconscious what the Zalatoris iron stats are. Uh, over the past 50 rounds on the PGA Tour, which now Zalatoris is 48, so he qualifies. He is eighth in this field in approach over that time. He trails Furyk, Casey, uh, Shez, one of my bets from later, who I'm going to save, Henrik Norlander, Matthew Smith, and Dustin Johnson. Can you cut that in half? What? Like his more current form, I guarantee you he's... He's number one? Not, not. I think he's better than DJ. One. You've already made me sound stupid. So I'm no, he's inside dipping. the top ten. I think your point is. I well would have guessed he's a lower than eighth versus this field, but I, I would have for sure thought he's lower than eighth versus this field. Yeah, but you have to remember his irons are good. Plus, he drives the ball really well. Uh, Zalatoris is second to Dustin over the past twenty-four rounds. I feel in this field. I that's sort of where my head is, but at based on the statistics I've seen week in week out from Will Ziesel. I just, I'll, I'll miss it if it's 28. I like Will Z, super live. Not going to bet that. I'd rather bet Dave Molinari because, you know, I'm an old school guy. I like my guys. And I've been riding Molinari, too, for the first few events. He's been good. So I'll keep that going. 50 to 100. I got a name for you. You ready for this? I have two names in this range. I haven't bet them. But I feel like I'm going to like one of them. Ricky Fowler. <laughs> Let's do it. R- Ricky last week. <laughs> Let's do it. Yes! Ricky last week. Can I say, I take a lot of heat for betting Ricky a lot, and I say you should just give me props because I am able to still hit a great percentage of winners while wasting spots on my official cards with Ricky. I think I bet. How you do that? I think I bet Ricky for the first time, like, ever last week. And uh, he let me down, but it was the same. <laughs> but the theory of, like, we, I made the three bets in that range, Brooks, Bubba, and Fowler. And... The thought process behind it was you get a ceiling week out of these guys. They play their best. They're going to win. On a course that has rewarded past I'm not champions. really a big history, but I don't want now. So like, oh, Farmer, you're going to the past history rant when it works for you. 
don't know. Something about Phoenix. You play well there. It lets you play well there. It is one of the few courses, like Augusta National is the same way, and maybe it's because sometimes course history stats can get misleading because some tournaments draw basically the same field every single year. So the same top guys tend to play it every single year, and that's how it ends up correlating that way. But Phoenix is very high up on that there actually is something to the same people playing well all the time there. But looking back at Ricky last week, I mean, the driving was bad. Um, oh, I'm excited. The now. putting? I can't believe you're doing this. The putting? Four strokes in the minus in two rounds. Gained a stroke and a half on the field. So when Ricky is, has, I mean, he's still in the funk right now because he just missed a cut in Phoenix where, you know, he's always been. He housed with good. JT and Speed, so he had to watch Jordan have fun nights. So that's now three consecutive events with strokes gained on approach. And that was three rounds at Farmers, three rounds at Amex, two rounds at Wampo. And Wampo was his best result per round. So the Irons are back. Going through these struggles of last year, post-COVID, basically all Irons related. Now, sometimes his driver is good, sometimes his driver is bad. Driving doesn't really mean a whole lot this week. If he's actually dialed in with these Irons, and he was dialed in with the short Irons, which is really nice to see, he's now lost strokes putting in five consecutive events. That's not Ricky Fowler. Now, he doesn't putt well on POA, but these are fast greens. I don't know. If you can get some putt luck with Ricky, it feels like the rest of his game is kind of turning around. Wasn't he an early leader in the U.S. Open here? I don't remember. Justin Rose was because he couldn't miss a putt. Him and Dave. Fleetwood might have been also. Uh, I can take a look at that for you. Let's see. U.S. Open, was that 2019? 18. 2019. He was 43rd. Uh, Couldn't putt at the course. Great. (laughs) Um, I can go effort that for you. But just the the number's big. Uh, He's 55 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. I've seen him as high as 65 and 70 to 1 at other places. Before we started recording, that can be gone now. Because if other people see what I'm seeing, I don't love it, obviously, but him and Kucher are the two guys from this range that I really wanted to give a look at. Kucher's historically not played really well here, but wedges and putting, putts well on POA, plays really well at coastal courses. Like, he made the cut last week. He was fine. Maybe we're getting a little bit of a turnaround from old, old Matty Cooch. And he's, what, 70 to 1, 66 to 1? I don't hate those two bets, considering Peter Malnati and Brendan Steele are the same price as them. What do you think? Buddy, I just made it. <laughs> the, the Fowler? Yeah. What, what number did you get? 50. Really? 50 was the best number you could find? I should have shopped it harder. I, yeah, it 45 was. 45 there. Well, that's not good. It looks like I, I should have bet it earlier in the day because I'm missing all the good numbers. All right. I know the site that you used. The 50. No, it wasn't that one. It was uh, I just had money. and he's, he's 50 at both the places yeah. we like to use as our alternate books anyway. So 50 to 1 is probably what it's going to be. So the best number now does exist on DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook must have done well on the Super Bowl. Because a few, but one of the books in particular that we that me and you absolutely shit canned yesterday, (laughs) and probably got like ten between us, probably ten grand out of uh, their usual golf numbers, not so generous as usual today. Yeah, I um, yeah, no, I had a really good weekend between the Herbert and the golf, and not betting the Super Bowl hard, (laughs) and Herbert Brooks, and I was part of the lucky early Anthem investors. Me too. Thank you for uh, that. Yeah. Me and Paul both appreciate your your hard work on that. Yeah, before like hours before for the video. The video, you know. And then we got all the monies down. Uh yeah. Um and literally by game time Pat, I'm alone and I'm just like 
I could show the slip. I bet out of 75% of my Chiefs bet before the game started. I had such a good weekend. What was the point? What was the point? This game, you're not even at like a real party. Like you're not even with your crowds of people to be like the oxygen of the room kind of forcing you into like, no, let's go heavy. Yeah, the, the, the social pressure of yeah. the bet. That being said, um, it, I mean, based on the weekend, I didn't feel it. If I didn't have the weekend, I had, I would have felt it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. That was it. It's a good weekend. I got, I, I, I got to keep track because I got money coming from lots of books right now. Yeah, you might want to make a spreadsheet for that, maybe. It's funny, and you know, you make these bets because you have to go find some of these odds for some of that stuff. And well, because they, I mean, I, I think Paul did the best because he just basically yeah. bet max at a bunch of different places. I got capped. And um, but the thing is, so places. now, yeah, one of the places which I haven't bet at bet at in a while, you know, now needs like a stool sample for me to withdraw. <laughs> but that's part of the game. Whatever. It's all part of the game. How do you feel about Kucher? Anything or nothing? No. Uh, he would be more of a. He won that team event with English. That's true. Pro- he- probably a lot to do with big, big Harry, oh. Harry Ing. But and the tradition continues, Pat. Of regardless of how much I got out of my 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 Chiefs bet before that game last night, I still had a nice piece on it. So I'm not not gonna bet the Super Bowl fun. The tradition continues of me hitting a Phoenix winner and being unable to hit a 50-50 proposition of who's going to win a goddamn football game after it. Well, I felt bad for Riku. I hope he hedged out his money because he had the he had a triple. Yeah. He had Dustin, Brooks, and Chiefs minus probably three. Probably hedged out a bit. I, trust I think that was worth like 20K. Yeah, he so, probably you know. got out a bit. But going back to uh, all of them, I've never followed up the win. The Hideki win here lost the Super Bowl. The Ricky win here uh, lost the Super Bowl. The first Brooks win here lost the Super Bowl. This Brooks win here lost the Super Bowl bet. So, yeah, that's like the best tradition in, in I got going. Can hit a golfer in a 140-man field. Can't hit one of two teams in a goddamn big football game after watching the whole freaking season. Yeah, anyone else in this range stick out to you? Oh, we're talking about golf now. Yeah, we're back. We're back to golf. I mean, it might how t- far of the range? Because there are a few guys F- I want to name. Fifty to one hundred. Okay, okay, yeah, let me name them. Um, and this range has been devoid of winners at this event in ages. What's up? Malnati shows up every time. It's something to do. Yeah, like this type of. This is where he's been scoring, and then he went somewhere really hard, harder that we didn't want to bat it better. Farmers, and he played really well yeah. for r- relatively speaking. I think he's incredibly live. You can make fun of me. I see Alex Noren with a 90. He'll be great. Uh, put it this way. Halfway through Thursday, people are going to be like, Jeff, you're so sharp, Alex <laughs> Noren. How do I spend my money? <laughs> and listen, um, catched a nice top 20 on on my, on my a prop card, but I think Harold Varner could be live here. Already bet him 110 to 1. He was the, I think he's incredibly live. When I went now through, that you said it, when, when I went through those approach numbers, uh, he was the guy that I left off that list because uh, I wanted to save him for this discussion. No player in this field has a better per round strokes gained total average on Pebble Beach Golf Links than Harold Werner III in his one round last year. 
But uh, the irons were back. He just couldn't. Can I say week. something? Like, when he was Gary bl- Woodland won the U.S. Open. People tried to diminish his scoring average. His on sample Pebble. size. That yeah. was. Uh, I don't know if I just had a. Oh God. I don't think anything was there, but who knows what the camera caught. It may or may not be stuck in your mustache. It's possible these days because I need some grooming. You have any of that manscaping? Oh, manscaped.com. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Again, a show full of great, funny insight. That's what you're going to fucking clip. There's actually not a booger in your mustache. Okay, I was good. I was joking with you. But it's... You got like a Mike Holmgren on the go. If you shaved off your... Like beard and just left that like peach dust peachy, buster right yeah, there. Yeah. You would look like Mike Holmgren. I listen. I get it's like the Rona. I've hit my likes. Manscapes teaching you to give a fuck, right? So I gotta fix. listen. I'm I yeah. I'm doing a better job. I, I've had two disastrous haircuts in the last year that I've given myself, but I'm doing better this time around. Trimmed up the old sideburns. Only got like a quick zig like right here. I'm not done. Uh, Chris Kirk. Yeah, I can see Kirk. We're, he's 100. 100 I don't know. Just like he's a guy that rides some life. I don't know. What did he do? He's a decent. He had that great second place, right? Who yeah. did he lose to? Uh, Sony? It wasn't Neiman because Neiman also came in second. Uh, nah. Had a nice second place. And then he saw it a bit continue. It could hopefully come over here. Uh, two more names I'll give, though. Kazire and Rafa. Ra- okay, so I actually wrote it down. Rafa, Casey, Phil, Vegas, and Min Woo Lee all played Saudi last week. They're all, so they're coming over on the eleven-hour time difference. I don't think that's that giant of a factor, but uh, just be Min-woo aware. Lee is playing. Yeah, he's like two hundred and fifty to one. <laughs> and we know that long I might shots. Just have to just. I need that. You need that. You're in. <laughs> I could be. I want to admit something. There were periods of last week where I was mixing up Davis Riley and Nick Hardy. I mean, that's fair. I mean, it's not I don't like, really know why, but a, maybe a, they both had like cool like movie names or something. I don't know. That, and they're like, both like relatively unknown, but yeah. you know that people like them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's kind. It's kind of like the opposite reason that we always confuse Chris Stroud and Brian Stewart. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're like the same like. Random journeyman loser who can't hit the ball more than 100 yards. Did I say Kazire? I think I said You did, name. yeah. Uh, You're telling me not to like Rafa? I, it's not that I like or dislike Rafa. He's 125 to 1. I mean, he's a... When was the last time like Rafa came fifth like a few weeks ago, I want to say, overseas? Yeah, that's why. I, even part he, of the reason I mentioned him. He came fourth in Abu Dhabi, then 35th, then 33rd. But like previous to that fourth place finish, he didn't have a top 20 since... WGC Mexico before the pandemic. Like, he hasn't been good. But, you know, irons, get hot with your putter. Maybe this could be a spot for him. Like, if you just play the pedigree game, I don't mind it, but it won't be for me. There are some people I haven't seen in a while here, Pat. There's a guy playing. I think his name is Matt Gogol. He hasn't played on tour he's since... On, he's two- on... Does he do, like, PGA Tour radio? I don't know. He hasn't played since 2007. He's in this tournament. Yeah, I'm seeing him. Thousands the Pigman? Kenny Pigman? He's in this tournament? Oh, Hunter Mahan is playing. Yeah, they were scraping the bottom of the barrel to get people in. You're like, the sponsor's exemption list for this tournament is actually quite good because you got Zalatoris. You have that guy you had to withdraw from Torrey Pines because of COVID a few weeks ago. Uh, Bakhtia is in the field. Okay. Dave, I think Davis Riley's playing again, isn't he? Yeah, what about Jimmy Walker, 400? Yeah, I'll take a pass on that. I do have, I do have a bomb, though, for you. 
I've already played Duffner. it. Duffner. Nope. How deep? Guy, uh, he's 200 to 1. He might be 250 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. But um, I played him with the top five. I'll probably bet him top 22. Okay, I'm going to say three names. He just won me a 50 to 1 bet at Phoenix in the first round. I don't, Former PGA just, Tour winner. Didn't you just say his name? Nasty earlier? Nate Lashley. Okay, yeah. A couple names from that range that I'm seeing. I think it's a good week to gamble on some of these guys. So... I bet you there's going to be some love for the Denny McCarthy gambling. So like he just I, what's he? What's what are his 200? odds? Yeah, man, the guy hasn't putted well in a while. It's That's weird. weird. Then it's really I'm weird. just assuming he still putts. No, maybe he putted. Maybe the putt started dropping for him last week. Okay, but he hadn't been putting well, and I was like, "What is going on with Denny McCarthy?" Because if he's not putting well, he's absolutely useless. Uh, who else did I just? Uh, how bad's Pat Perez been? I don't even know. When was the last time like you felt like you saw Pat Perez do anything? I saw him show off his shoes to the barstool guys. That's the last. So, time so that I saw that's him what do he's anything. up to these days. Pretty much, it's pretty amazing what he's got. Um, really super high number, but uh, then I'm just naming people. But I'm seeing like Scott Harrington, seven hundred to one. So the guy, the the two guys that I am thinking about playing, I'm gonna play Chris Baker here who is inside top 10 in approach over the past 24 rounds. I think that he made the cut here last year. Either way, I think he's 600 to 1. I like Chris Baker, the birdie maker. This is an easy course. Go make some birdies, Chris Baker. 600 to 1. It's going to be a nice top 20 play, too. So I like Chris Baker. Uh, and always, Chase Seifert, man. Get him on POA. Guy can putt. It's not like Seifert's like immune to sniffing leaderboards. You know what I mean? And we've seen enough like random losers play well on Sunday here, haven't we? Yeah. And, like, track down actual players. So, it's, speaking of uh, random losers, Bo Hostler. I mean, he can take your money. <laughs> you can play your Hostler He's been making teams. cuts. Okay. Then you should bet him. Hey, it's just good to see. He's not for me. I don't really have anything other than, like, has Tom Lewis been playing really bad? I, I feel like he's a guy that just people don't know about, but he shouldn't be priced with these other people. I mean, he's priced with Ryan Moore, who on paper has the perfect skill set for this course, yet has never played well at this course. <laughs> no, Barnrat's playing. Really? I'm seeing him on one of the sites. So Pat- a, site, a site that could easily be posting players who aren't playing. Oh, okay. But I see his name. So of guys with more than 10 rounds... On POA per round averages. Here are your best putters in the field. So uh, let me know what you think about uh, some of these players and how they correlate with this course, okay? So your best putters Brant Snedeker, Matt Kuchar, Vaughn Taylor, Brian Stewart, Patrick Rogers, Will Gordon, Wyndham Clark, Mav McNeely, Ted Potter Jr. Those are guys, three of those guys have won here. And two of them are super bombs. So maybe Stewart, Rogers, Gordon and Clark are getting some buzz, but Mav McNeely, I think he was like top 10 here last year. You know, Mav can putt when it gets down to the best of it. But Nick Taylor's another one who's up on that list. Streelman, who finishes well here every year. There were three guys that we just kind of glossed over uh, from that Snedeker? range. Snedeker, Cam Davis, Phil, and Streelman. I'm happy to talk about Cam Davis. All right. But that could just be me. Um, I thought he should have played last week. Some guys don't do well playing all the time. Um, but I think this place works very well for him. 
I was kind of hoping we'd get a bigger number. Yeah, the, the the books are savvy to Cam Davis. He's fifty to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. Why not Phil? He shows up here every year and plays well. Even last year, I think it was his only good tournament of the year besides St. Jude. Like he's now basically whittled down to where are the places that he can play well, and this is one of them. He knows the greens like the back of his hand, and that's such an advantage at this course. Like, if you can consistently putt well at Pebble, you're going to play well because it's, it's not hard to hit the greens. They are small greens, mind you, but it's wedge. It's, it's a fucking just hit the fairway, and you don't need to hit bombs. So it's wedges and putting. Phil can still do that. Like, that skill doesn't go away. I'd rather bet Harold Varner. At double the number? Sure. It doesn't mean you can't bet both. I'm not going to have room for Phil. Phil is 70 to 1. I'm not going to have room for it. It's pretty crazy because I could always make room for 70 to 1, but I'm not going to have room for it. Matt Jones is another player who's playing well. That 70 to 1, again, seems like a strong effort by DraftKings that I don't think I'm seeing other places. For Phil? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I'm telling you, DraftKings won money on the Super Bowl, it feels like. Offering up some very generous numbers. Or they lost a bunch on the Super Bowl. People have money in their accounts. They're like, hey, go bet on these golf numbers. Um, did you talk about Gim Reaper? Uh, I like Gim. I I can probably get behind him at 100 to 1. This is, I mean, honestly, where if you rank this field, Pat, in terms of like how you actually... Cameron Davis, one of the worst POA putters. So was Kenny Pigman. Interesting. If you rank this field like your like best golfers, Gim would probably come higher on this than any other event. What do you mean? Like, if forgetting odds. Like, because you could think a guy that... Like, if I just power rank people? Yeah, Yeah, but I like Doug Gim. (laughs) Yeah, but I'm... I'm always going to be randomly higher. But yes, this might be the highest I would actually ever have him ranked in a field, at least so far this year. If I look past 24 rounds, Kyle Stanley keeps just looking me in the eye. Malnati's fifth in the modeling. Furyk is fourth in the modeling remember this was the event when i first started doing the golf digest stuff and it was like fate of the week jim furick 300 to oh, one that was the like, uh, oh, thanks yeah kh lee 125 to one before i forget it doug gim over the past 24 rounds sixth in the stat model it's dj Werner, zalatoris furick malnati gim norlander burns stanley davis hoagie see woo, gim so if you just want to go short term in terms of that. The one problem I have with Gim this week, really bad at, like, long approaches. But he's very good around the greens, which tends to help. Yeah, I'll probably end up betting Gim. I can do that. I have extra money. Why not give it all back, right? Quick picks for Pebble Beach. Oh, I like this. Francesco Molinari, 28-1. to Jason Day... 35 to 1. Ricky Fowler, looks like it's going to be 50 to 1 for me. Harold Varner the third, 110 to 1 with the top five each way. Nate Lashley, 225 to 1 with the top five each way. Chris Baker, 600 to 1 with the top five each way. And I'm going to look at some Seifert numbers. I'm going to look at some Gim numbers. And I am going to potentially look at some Kucher numbers, depending on what goes on. You? Uh, easy. Day made it before we went on air. In this show, uh, I don't take a big push, Pat. Ricky Fowler in at 50. And I am going to bet Harold Varner. 
Um, so yeah, we'll, I, we'll I play felt... the same cards. I like it. We can win together like last week. Yeah, and it all works. the people out there. I guess. I mean, you you sold me on. Listen, I don't need much of a push to go back to Ricky, and it's great to know that what I'm feeling and seeing, my perception stacks up with Varner, and happy to know that I guess you are betting him. Looking back at, like, I don't know when I'm going to throw out some of these names. Whether you're going to like, oh, I like it, or just completely piss on them. But that's part of the fun. Sometimes, and why I like doing this on a Monday. <laughs> Just so we can actually figure out what goes on. Well, I don't know. The board comes out. La- last year in the simulator, Nick Taylor was 12th. Market 161, implied odds 50 to 1. Interesting. Very interesting. So I'm curious to see the simulator's not up. It hasn't run yet on FantasyNational.com, but FantasyNational.com slash Mayo to go check that out. Tim is using Paul Casey in the one and done this week. So the standings through four events. I'm actually... Doing really well. I had Xander last week, so 1.4 million for me, 60,000 for you, and 650,000 for Tim so far. We let him pick first every week. He is taking Paul Casey. That leaves it to me. Ah, screw it. Let's take Jason Day. You? You beat me last week? I did. You used Webb Simpson last week. 1% 1% of players in the race for the Mayo Cup took Brooks. I feel like there might be somewhere else, but I'm already, like, defeated. So give me... Uh, I'm honestly debating between Malnati and Varner right here. You're going that low already? Yeah. yeah. Why not just take, like, Cantlay? No, I, li- I like... Uh, I've only got to beat you two for this contest. Exactly. So you, why are you using guys you're never going to use? Because I'm not all there, Pat. Harold Varner. HV3. I hope you're right. I hope you win this week. Concord Jordans. Let's go, buddy. I don't want to get into the sneaker discussion. I just, I don't understand the stuff at all. Justin Rose wouldn't wear a pair. Why not? Not cool enough. But why is it that everyone, everyone who loves these like Jordans are, I don't want to say the biggest losers on earth, but they're all like 45 year old duds who are like real big into sneakers. I don't think that's true. Maybe it's true. I don't know. I have an affinity for things I liked as a child. The Jordans I like to get now in the golf version are the ones that were my, the ones that I had as, as a kid. I Those do. are the ones that I like really endear myself to. If I owned that shoe as a kid and it was one of my favorites as a kid, then I want to, um, then if I see them making a golf version of it, I want to own it just strikes me as the people who are super into like jordans are people that can barely dribble oh that's we- sure but now like it's so <laughs> past that like with the sh- shoe like people like it's this whole industry not even golf shoes like uh no no i, I understand it's a very big industry and I, it's not I, even i, like, I just completely don't understand and it. a lot of like the biggest sneaker heads i don't even talk like don't even like 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 them like having nothing to do with sport or like who wears them in like actual sport it's like a straight fashion thing. I don't know. It's this whole... And they do a good job of... I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like everything else. It's good marketing. It is. It's great like everything else, from your top shots to everything. They like make these limited releases, and then just people go nuts for, for stuff. I still don't understand top shot. I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. You can't even fucking like buy them anymore. Like, people are waiting in line online for like eight hours, and they can't even buy shit. 
Listen, I would think they're doing fine because for all the problems that it seems like they're having from the the site the crashing and But is that just help is that just helping people want it more? Maybe, but I'm saying there's so many people despite all the problems they have, there's still so many people who want them. So, it seems like they're doing absolutely something right. I just don't way over my Yeah, head. I just don't get it. But hey, Bitcoin's to the moon today. To the moon. It's Way to go, Paul. To the moon. I see people people that won on the bucks are getting their extra juice from Bitcoin. I see even people who lost a lot on the Chiefs saying, I think I won a lot of my money back today. <laughs> All right. That will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. I went through everything. Listeners leave links. Smash the like. Daily Fantasy Sports. Picks and bets. The mix, please. Rate, review, subscribe, Twitter handle, email address so I can contact you. If you are a winner of the $100 draw, please do that this week. Help support Mayo Media Network. Also, the Fantasy Hockey Show is every single day. Meanie has been generous in giving out big winners. I don't know how he does that. I don't know. People should watch that show. Like, every other day, he's, like, making, like, a pick on a... Not an anytime goal scorer, like two score first goal. And he's hitting like 18 to ones, nine to ones, like every night. It's crazy. But even talking to him, he's like, this is, I don't know how I'm getting so lucky, but I I am. (laughs) It's like a market I don't play first goal score in hockey. And it's a fun thing I like to do with like primetime football games. Because I don't want to watch, like, you know. You just want to watch 10 minutes. Yeah, go, go, me and my wife can watch a show. I'll watch the start of the game. Then I'll come back to it. Whatever. First goal in hockey seems... It's all just pitter-patter, let's get at her random. I don't know if that's the case, because you could be playing, let, let's say, you know, you probably have to look at ice time. Of you, course. You probably have to look at if one team is highly penalized, then maybe you can take someone on the power play unit from that team. Well, obviously. That kind of, like, I think that that gets factored into like the actual analysis of it. It probably is very random, but at the same time, you can focus in how random that can be. Like, his first touchdown, I would think... First goal score is so much more random than first touchdown. I don't think so. I guess when you break it down, there's like probably the same amount of players who are extremely likely to do it in both sports in individual games. And it seems like you get better odds on like the favorites in hockey than you would on like Ezekiel Elliott first touchdown. Yes, but I guess that shows how much more a bit more random, random it is. It is. But I think that there's a way to, like like I said, to like box people out. Not that they'll never have the first goal, but I a high a, percentage I of the time. I have a friend who takes my, and he's probably watching this right now. I don't know. He's gotten into like golf, which is weird. But he, he, he parlays Austin Matthews anytime goal scoring with the golf. He had a Austin Matthews anytime goal score with Brooks parlay that he cashed. What, what is like the Austin Matthews odds on that? 120, 140. I like, do, the I guy's see, essentially, like, scores every game. But I don't under... I, I still don't understand... Like, I've oh, always... this new hockey, I think there's, like, eight goals a game, man. No, like, like, I've always told you, I don't understand parlaying, like... I played the doubles for fun, but that wasn't, like, my actual bet. Imagine, like, hitting a 55-to-1 golf winner and you lose the bet because a guy doesn't score in hockey at even odds. Like, that would be inferior. Like, why, why do you need feel the need to juice up a 55-to-1? I've been there, so I'm not going to throw any stones. But did you see how that makes no sense? 100%. Like, if it was Dustin this week, I actually understand Yeah, yeah. Like, if I'm going to bet Dustin, I need to bump that up to, like, 7 or 8 to 1. I need to pick a hockey game with it. Sure. Which I don't like doing, so I'm out on it. You're right. Your whole thing is, like, what, 50 to 1 isn't enough for you, man? (laughs) 
Like, well, what's the matter? Well, for the amount of risk that you inject into it, like you just said, you just hit a golf winner on the weekend at 55 to 1. Couldn't pick the Super Bowl. Could not pick the Super Bowl. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I, could, I couldn't pick the coin flip. So you have to be cognizant of that stuff, too. Like how You didn't bet the actual coin flip like Tim, you mean. You just No, Tim lost the coin. His best bet he lost. <laughs> You're just referring to a game with two teams, one winner, a coin flip. Yes. All right, so that will do it for Jeff Feinberg at gfeinberg17. Tune in to The Jeff Feinberg Show Wednesdays and Fridays on ftndaily.com. I will be back tomorrow with DraftKings picks. You want to get into my research, you can go check out Mayo Media Network right now for the full preview on Pebble Beach. I'm Pat Mayo. Thank you all for watching. I'll see you next time. Experience! Experience!